We got London on the track. I should've known better. Can't even pretend like I don't want it again. On the brain all the time. Thinking about the things that we did. You did something. to the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Don. All right, now getting back to what you were saying before that music came on. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll, I'll restate it. Mm-hmm. Two different crimes. The first crime is a family sitting on a porch. Mm-hmm. Two boys or men run out of between the two houses and start shooting up on the porch. They kill one woman. One of the bullets goes through the wall into the house and shoots a baby and kills the baby. The second crime is a boy is jogging down the street and some men are in a pickup truck and they have shotguns and they shoot the boy in the back a couple of times and kill him. What or who, I should say, committed those two crimes. The first crime, what do you say the color well, of that person I'll say was? the first crime sound like Lil June, some of his friends that wasn't raised right. They were black. What do you say, Curtis? 
I believe they were African American. Okay, the second crime, the second pickup crime truck. definitely sound like some racist white white people shooting at some blacks. Curtis Hillbilly. All right, and that as long as decent white people and decent black people don't address that, that is the picture that you have in your heads. That's what's wrong here in America. And until we address it, it's going to get worse. We can't depend on the government because of who we have in there. He's inciting people to do stuff like what happened in the pickup truck to that unfortunate young boy. Now his family is completely disrupted. And the other first incident that I said about on the porch, that happens regularly in in the black community. Mm -hmm. Picnics, anything going on, and somebody comes and shoots it up. Until all of us address both of those kinds of incidents and admit to the fact of the racism that's involved and the black-on-black crime that's involved, it's going to get worse, and we're not going to get better. And in a time of a pandemic that we're going through right now, we need to be together to conquer this thing, to practice safe Social distancing, that's the only weapon that we have against this enemy, is to be able to be calm thinking in a distance from each other. Without all of this crap that's going on now, that's the answer. In America, right now, the figure is one million. Oh, and by the way, that wasn't just Chicago or Illinois that I was talking about those types of crimes. But back to what I was getting ready to say. In the United States right now, there are 1,237,633 cases of the coronavirus. Deaths in the United States are 72,271 people that are dead. Here in Illinois, 65,962 cases, families that are in turmoil here now because somebody has this virus. You have 2,838 families that are completely disrupted because one of their members has passed. The only way to stop this thing to slow it up, to contain it to a point where you can kind of live with it because it's going to be back every year. I don't know of anything that they have cured, not the common cold, the flu, none of that stuff. It comes every year, so this virus is coming every year. And the only way to contain this thing is to social distance until you discover who all has it and maybe let it pass through them, or they become a fatality too, sadly. But we have got to start living together. We can't exist talking about this is my gum corner when you don't own nothing. This is white people's this and you black. When all the people were created by the same datgum mechanism, 
in my instance, it's by the Lord Jesus Christ, my belief. In some, we big rocks bounced into each other, and then we grew out from monkeys and stuff. And I never can figure out why, if we evolved from monkeys, are they still monkeys? Were they too stupid to come with us? But at any rate, whether you believe in creation or evolution, we have got to live together in a common cause to get rid of racism, inequality, and this pandemic. And people that are like that idiot that sits in that White House, for example, telling you to drink bleach, to inject yourself with Lysol, and then try to put into place people who are going to do exactly what he says to do. That will lie for him. Now, we're going to play this tape. And this is by somebody who was running for president and unfortunately dropped out. But she's interviewing somebody that is running to be the head security or the head something of America. That's unimportant exactly what it is, but he would be a big shot in this government running stuff. And rather than to tell the truth, he's going to tell a lie. What was it you get ready to say? <clears throat> I was just thinking as you were talking, people need to start coming together, like you were saying. They really need to start coming together now because this virus may be the, the virus that, that ends this planet. There's a chance of it because, in oh, yeah. uh, to your your point that you're making, this virus has now mutated. Mm -hmm. That means that it has formed another of itself, and this of itself thing is more deadly, more contagious, easily to catch, more deadly than the first part. Has our president or that idiot come out and said, hey, wait a minute, we are really in trouble. And, and, and we need to get serious, buckle down, forget about trying to open this place up. We got to stop this thing because this other one is more deadly. And is it going to mutate again and become even more deadly? To Royce's point, that this could end humanity. As we know it. Not being excited or whatever the term is. Yeah. It's just, it's a possibility. Now, I don't, I don't really believe we're gonna, it's gonna end us, but there's a chance. There's a lot of people that don't believe in UFOs. Well, that too. But anyway, listen to this man that is so into following Trump sit up here and get tangled up in his lies trying to defend what Trump has said and done. Congressman, the U.S. intelligence community has an important role in warning our leaders about pandemics like COVID-19, because outbreaks, of course, are not just a public health matter, but also a matter of national security. Based on public statements and reporting alone, do you believe that President Trump has accurately conveyed the severity of the threat of COVID-19 to the American people? Are you saying presently? <clears throat> we are in the midst of the pandemic presently, correct. Right. Um, so repeat the question, because I, I, I guess I'm misunderstanding. I, I'm, I'm sorry. 
has he accurately reflected the, the status of the pandemic? Conveyed the severity of the pandemic, yes. Has he accurately conveyed the I, severity of COVID-19 to the American people? Um, I believe so. You do. Um, and according to April 27, 2020 Washington Post article, President Trump received upwards of a dozen briefings on COVID-19 from the U.S. intelligence agencies between January and February of this year, during which time he repeatedly denied the severity of the threat. On January 22nd, he said, quote, we have it totally under control. On February 22nd, or 26th, he insisted that the number of cases would be, quote, close to zero within a number of days. As recently as March 10th, the president stated, quote, just stay calm, it will go away. And I'm sure you're familiar with the most recent reports, including today, that we may see as many as 3,000 deaths a day in America because of COVID-19. Because I also stammer uncontrollably when I'm telling the truth. This is John Radcliffe during a Senate confirmation hearing to become the director of national intelligence who would lead the country's 17 intelligence agencies. And that's underscored by the fact that Radcliffe has no experience working in intelligence beyond serving a little over a year on the House Intelligence Committee. And especially at a time when we're experiencing firsthand the dangers of inexperience at the federal level with regard to this pandemic, why we would move forward with a nominee who once again isn't qualified is just beyond comprehension. By the way, this isn't Radcliffe's first attempt at getting confirmed as DNI. He was nominated last year in July 2019, but withdrew from consideration only days later amid questions that he lied on his resume from his time as a U.S. attorney in Texas, which was probably a net positive as far as Trump was concerned. Although this time, there seems to be little to no opposition by Republicans, which isn't much of a surprise considering at this point, they would probably confirm a high school senior in charge of his school's Young Republicans Club so long as he wore a MAGA hat every day. As far as this interaction with Kamala Harris goes, I don't think you need a degree in psychology to realize when someone is full of it. Just watch when Kamala Harris asks the exceedingly simple question of whether Trump has appropriately conveyed the severity of the threat of coronavirus. Do you believe that President Trump has accurately conveyed the severity of the threat of COVID-19 to the American people? Are you saying presently? <clears throat> we are in the midst of the pandemic presently, correct. Right. Um, so repeat the question, because I, I, I guess I'm misunderstanding. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Has he accurately reflected the, the status of the pandemic? And the reason that Radcliffe can't seem to find his tongue is because he's walking the impossible line between being loyal enough to Trump, for whom that is the only qualification, and telling the truth. The only problem being that those two things are mutually exclusive. The fact is that Trump clearly didn't convey the severity of the threat of the virus. In fact, he spent precious weeks not only not capturing the severity, but downplaying it completely. Have you been briefed by the CDC? Are there words about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all, and uh, we're... We have it totally under control. How concerned are you? Well, we pretty much shut it down. You know, a lot of people think that goes away in April with the heat, as the heat comes in. Uh, typically, that will go away in April. We're in great shape, though. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. Uh, they're going to have vaccines, I think, relatively soon. And they're going to have something that makes you better, and that's going to actually take place, we think, even sooner. So it's uh, a lot of good things are happening. You know, we have thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that get better 
just by, you know, sitting around and even going to work. Some of them go to work. So the fact that John Radcliffe could sit there under oath and say that, yes, Trump accurately conveyed the severity of the threat of a virus that went on to ravage this country worse than any other country in the world, a virus that has killed more people in America than any other country, infects more people in America than any other country, is already disqualifying unto itself. That is all you need to hear to know that this person is a Trump sycophant, and the last place they deserve to be is overseeing 17 U.S. intelligence agencies, and especially not during a pandemic. And by the way, if being a fawning loyalist wasn't enough to turn you off, Ratcliffe was also on Trump's impeachment team, the same team that argued extorting a foreign country for dirt on a political opponent and then orchestrating a large-scale cover-up wasn't an offense worth removing a president over. He's criticized the whistleblower who rightfully issued a complaint over Trump's Ukraine call. He said that Russia didn't influence the outcome of any American elections, despite their interference campaigns in both 2016 and 2018, and the list goes on. So Ratcliffe may sit there during his confirmation hearing and spout platitudes about how he'll be an independent voice who won't be influenced by Trump, but we hear that exact same thing from everyone in that chair. We heard it from Bill Barr, who'd set the Constitution on fire if Trump tweeted out a demand. And if the Senate is willing to compromise our national security in deference to yet another unqualified Trump lackey, they shouldn't be surprised when it's our country that continues to suffer. So when thousands of Americans are dying every day because of this administration's incompetence, the Senate should know that the American people are paying attention, and that this groveling at Trump's feet has long past reached its limit.
Darling, I care. I care for you more than my own self. Darling, I share. I share with you all goodness and well. Said we can have just one night, or we can have one whole life if we play it cool. Yeah, we can have that one thing, or we can have everything if our hearts are true. portion of the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Donald is brought to you by Yeah, Tony Blair the sign daddy is here with printing is cheap so you don't despair one stop shop for your printing needs copy banners to obituaries open seven days a week come stop in Tony Blair the sign daddy for the win Located in Bronzeville, we are the best. Tony Blair, the sign daddy, different from the rest. Give us a call today. 312-789-4888. Even offering same-day service. That's 312-789-4888. All right, this is Royce Glamour. Everybody's telling us to stay in the house. Don't go nowhere. That's boring. But I got something for you. 
You can watch the Royce Glamour television talent show every every Thursday and Saturday for the month of May. And it comes on at 12 noon. What a show. Talent of all kinds. Singers, dancers, poets, rappers, and some of the finest models that you ever saw in your, well, anyway. Hey, watch the show. And, hey, the number, if you have talent, is 773-734-2739. Give us a call. The number one cleaners in the city of Chicago is Blair's Cleaners and Laundry Mat. They're located at 7320 and 7322 South on Vincennes. If you want your clothes clean right, take them to Blair's. If you need a car or a truck, y'all get a lot of a lot of the people got a little money coming back uh, on that stimulus. So sometimes you might need a truck or a ride or something. Well, we got it for you. Give us a call at 773-734-2739. Well, I'm getting ready to make a call myself. I'm telling y'all to make a call. I'm getting ready to call Harold's Chicken and get me some of them wings. Hi, my name is Opal Staples. And I'm Angel Gray. And we love Harold's Chicken on 87th Street. That's 87th and Dan Ryan, to be more exact. If you're on the Dan Ryan Expressway and you exit at 87th Street, in normal times, if you turn left or right, they got you on one bike. But now they want you to turn to the west and go to 100 West 87th Street store to that store. But before you go, give them a call at 773-224-3314 so your food will be ready because you can only come and pick it up and leave. As Harold's Chicken, 100 West on 87th, give them a call in advance at 773-224-3314. If you're having a hunger attack and you see a vending machine next to you, check the logo and see if it says healthy, not to vending. If it does, that's a family-owned business. They've been in business for over eight years, and the product in that machine is fresh. If you're a business person looking for your own vending machines, give Angelo a call at Healthy Natural Vending, and he'll bring your vending machines over and keep the product in your machine fresh. Also, if you're a business person, Angelo guarantees the highest commission in the industry if you uh, use his services. So give him a call at 773-407-2908. That's 773-407-2908. Or just visit him at the website at www.healthysnacksil.com. That's www.healthysnacksil.com. Thank you. 
rough world. And although most men are hoes, he flows on the down low. Cause I never heard about him with another girl. But I don't sweat it, because it's just pathetic to let it get me involved in that he said, she said crowd. I know that ain't nobody perfect. I give props to those who deserve it. And believe me, yeah. y'all, he's worth it. So here's to the future, cause we got through the past. I finally found somebody that could make me laugh. I want to have your baby.
I'm Eric Lyrics, and my song is Special Love. But you're also listening to a special radio show. You're listening to the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Don. Talking about me. I said, man, that show took me back. She was saying, I'm all Royce, I'm mighty good. I said, boy, that show took me back. But how much you have to pay? Huh? How much you have to pay us for that? Oh, <laughs> Y'all need to that's stop. Opinion. Yeah. Y'all need to stop. I got another brother that's a bad man, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 music. Brother Cliff, I hear that music. Cliff, what up, man? Man, what's going on? Hey, listen, y'all bring me on, y'all bring me on with a record talking about what a man, what a man. I want to tell you about a crazy man we got in the White House. (laughs) What a man, what a man, what a man. (laughs) Hey, you know, in between my tirades on last week, which I'm going to speak about in a minute, I did mention Bill Gates. Okay, this man is a terror. He believes in racial. He believes in racial cleansing. Okay. He put up a smoke screen as far as being a humanitarian, but this man is dangerous. And guess who he? And guess who he's hooked up with? Doctor Fossey. Oh, they listen, man. They have patents on different vaccines together. Okay. And when Trump cut out the World Health Organization. That looked real bad for him to do that, but the bottom line, he knows that Bill Gates was calling shots on that. Uh-huh. Man, what's going on? So what a man, what a man. Yeah, uh, that's check what out. we listen to every every time that idiot comes on. is falsehood come out and tell what it is, right? So can you believe him or not? No, no, no. You know, uh, we have such a weak candidate in Joe Biden, okay? That's a very weak presidential candidate. And so it's real important that we get a strong vice president. We need a real strong vice president. I hear he made that commitment of, of giving a woman, a black woman in particular, because if I had my choice, it would definitely be Governor Cuomo out of New York. Oh, okay. 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 I, 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 he's a man. He know how to take care of the business. And, you know, like, I mean, you know, they, they want to run me out of town anyway because I didn't know how to be quiet. But when I was in third grade, I made easy answers, but on the other side of my report card, it said talks too much. <laughs> okay? Now, dig this here now, on this Willie Wilson deal. The governor spent millions of dollars. I ain't going to tell you how much he spent buying some counterfeit masks that didn't work from China. Okay? Then they spent millions and millions of dollars over at McCormick Place building a hospital that they ended up not using. Do you know how much money those contractors made for their pockets? A bunch of them. A bunch of them. And then while they were building the hospital, closed down Providence. Man. man, come on, man. I ain't the one. And then we're going to go to Lori Lightfoot. Hollering at them kids like that. That ain't how you talk to black kids, man. You want to get black kids' attention. You don't pull up in no police car and block the street off. That ain't how you talk to them, man. Uh-huh. You want you want to talk to some young black kids? You say, "Hey, listen, come here." I know they want nothing hurt you. You understand what I'm saying? But you got grandma. She at the house. She got diabetes. She can't walk real good. So we need you to go home so you don't make us sick. You have to reason with these people. You can't tell them what to do. 
okay, but when she's not black herself, which she is not, then you can't comprehend that. This, la this lady has no black intentions out. And then let's get to Willie Wilson. Tell her that lie about he wanted cash money up front. This, this man ain't no drug dealer. He sold hamburgers for a living. Yeah. 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 But anybody know when you go into the... That's like Donald over at your cleaners. I, I think you all asking now, do you want to pay now or pay later? Right. As a business. You want to buy a building, you put down earnest money. Okay, well, I know he said it's because he got his money involved. Well, you know, and, okay. Now, let me let, let me go with this one here now. Two, two things I want to say about Willie Wilson. They had on the news Monday that this white boy at this big company got a million dollars back from this stimulus check, and they talking about what a great thing he did. He he uh, divided it among his employees. Uh -huh. A million dollars. Willie Wilson gave some black preachers a million dollars Thursday. Yeah. Okay. And then he turns around. Did this now. Did this now. Because he sends me messages every time he's going to do something. He's going to give away how many million? How many? Five, five million masks he's going to give away at the United Center. Five million, right? Not uh -huh. black or white, just people of the city. Gonna get, he's going to get them. Five, it ain't even five million people in the city of Chicago. And he was going to do it at the United Center. And the United Center had gave him the permission to do it. Then they got a phone call. Okay. Not only that, but he had already called the mayor and the governor to ask him them what they do, pass him out with him. He went to the superintendent in the area of the police department. They said, "Hey, man, you gave us some masks. You did. You went to the FOP, gave them some masks. We got your back on this." Okay, so how can he get a permit if the city hall is closed? Yeah. Yeah, but how can he get a permit when he even called the governor and the mayor? And both of them deny even having any conversation with him. It's hard being a black man, man. Yeah, well, well, what what you said about him, uh, them saying that he wanted cash. I heard him uh, yesterday. He said he never told them that he wanted cash. What he told them was he wanted his money up front because they wanted to wait uh, in normal process eight months to pay him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have that kind of. Uh, well, let me let me tell you about that. That's why that's why a lot of blacks in business can't do business with the city anyway, because they take a hundred years to pay you. Right. Okay, you got your payroll, you got your rent, you didn't bought all these materials, and now young seven saying you got to wait on your money. Yeah. But listen, at the same time, Suzanne Mendoza went down highway. I think it's seven hundred million dollars in her back pocket. To buy, to buy some medical supplies. Do you know about that? No, I didn't hear about that. Met a, met a white boy at a gas station to buy him. Man. Cash money on her. That's a drug. Man, listen. Man, I'm trying to tell you, man, I be riding in the back seat, but I still got a feeling I'm going to have an accident in the car and I ain't even driving. <laughs> yeah, man, this shit is serious. I mean, this stuff, I'm sorry, because I'm going to clean up. This stuff is real serious. Black people, we have a problem. Now, think this here. You got Donald Trump. He had four different dignitaries come to Washington to meet with him. They all went up, went home, and had the virus, the coronavirus. He didn't have it. Okay. So they said. Pence. Let me finish. Pence went to the the, the 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 hospital, no mask. Donald Trump went to the place where they make the mask and no mask. Yeah. 
And then today it comes out that his valet, you know, the valet didn't want to carry your briefcase. His, his valet has been tested with the corona and yet he don't have it. Man. Come on, man. He got that he got that vaccine in his back pocket, man. I, I guess he do, man. Man, he got that vaccine. How you how you gonna keep dodging these bullets? Cause your valet got it, man. Whether you got it or not, you supposed to quarantine yourself for the next fourteen days. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Now let me tell you some more about uh, this Prisca situation. Them white folks, listen, man. Once you get out of Kansas Key, you ain't gonna see no more black folks, man, for another two hours. <laughs> okay. You down in Newton. You down in Newton. You down in Little Cairo. Uh, and they saying, they saying. Why we got a quarantine? We don't even have no black folks living our town. <laughs> and since how it ain't killing it, nothing but black folks in Mexico, that's right down the alley, open up the state. Yeah. yeah, that's how we get rid of them. We ain't got to fire a gun. And then dig this here. My girl called me. She's down in Hyde Park. The temperature is 70 degrees, and they walking around like ain't nothing happened, and ain't nobody down there wearing a mask. I saw that too. Quite a few didn't have a mask. No mask on whatsoever. Well, we got now, listen. We got, we got to get out of here, Cliff. Man. Okay, before I go, I want to tell you one thing. Uh-huh. Re- the Book of Revelations. The Book of Revelations. The Book of Revelation, and you won't understand. You won't have no doubts about what's going on. It's written like that. Peace to you all, man. I had a good one. All right, Cliff. All right, Cliff. Talk all to right. you, man. All right.
that big machine that he So hit me up when you pass through. I give you something bigger than to tell you what to swag on them even when you're dread casual. I mean, it's almost unbearable. And a year not there with I pull up on side. Ooh, no. I really don't need your heart to set me free. 
Jennifer Blair, and you're listening to the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce. And- yeah, it's Royce. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're back, man. Yeah, in the same place. Same place. Uh-huh. Just going to tell you all about something good that's happening every day if you'd like to do this. Go ahead, you can man. walk around your block uh-huh. one one or two times all right. every morning. That, that, that's Get okay. your little exercise and feel some of that good weather. Yeah, that yeah. that beats sitting in the house yeah, all day. Yeah, sitting in the house. Yeah, man, you know, Royce. Speaking of uh, of the the that gum virus again, naturally, <laughs> but I heard where because the meat packing places had closed, mm-hmm. they were shut down because somebody was found to be contagious. Right. right. That your different ones, different meat packing places. Uh, the meat in the grocery stores, the prices increase 25% or something. To me, that's wrong in this regard. I know this is a capitalistic society and you get what you pay, you know, what, yeah. what price you can get for the item you're selling. But in a situation where there's this pandemic going on, you're going to tell me that grocery stores can't because they don't have enough can't limit the number of items that you get and almost just give it to you just everybody can get one pack of hot dogs everybody can get one steak Mm -hmm. or whatever it is as opposed to the prices going up because what that says is that if you don't have money you're starving because of that it, now let's say it goes up again, which down the line, if they don't allow the packing place to open up, right. which if it's a virus in there, they should not allow it to open up because they're spreading the virus. Right. Prices go up again. You're going to eventually get to the point where these people who are thinking it's okay because they got some money, they won't be able to afford the meat product else becomes affected by it mm-hmm. so there should be a, a, a spot in this society where they say hey everybody's got to eat 
Everybody yeah. needs to stay healthy. That would be the right way. Wouldn't it? Yeah. You know, but so, it, it's just so messed up, man. And, and I know that's idealistic. That's almost out of the question. Never are they just going to give the food away because this is a capitalistic society. They want to make money. And they're going to do that. Poor people and who might you think are the poor people? Oh, yeah. We're going to starve. to figure out. The dark race people are going to oh, yeah. starve. They're the ones that's in the service industry, the bus drivers, the, the nurses, and the thises and the thats, who have to go out and into this thing like frontline fighters, and then you get home and you can't eat. You can't nourish your children because we didn't have enough money. You, you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Well, don't, don't go by Wendy's because they don't have any hamburgers, I heard. They're just serving chicken. Just chicken. Yeah. And rather than uh, this idiot saying, yeah, hey, this is a bad time. Stay home so we can rid ourselves of it and open the country up the right way. Right. He's trying to influence. We're going to play some here in a second where he's actually, if you listen eight minutes in almost or however, around in the middle of it, mm-hmm. he says that these governors are opening up their uh, states and they should. We just heard where this thing has mutated. Mm-hmm. There's a more serious virus than what we started with. Yeah. Where it used to be a thousand people a, a day dying, it's going to be three thousand dying. Mm-hmm. Rather than him trying to pass a message that says, let's stay together in the house and get rid of this thing, he's encouraging them. To open the dadgum places up. What did you want to say, Curtis? Uh, there is a uh, governor who opened his state early. Mm-hmm. And when he opened it up, got the largest spike of uh, confirmed cases and deaths in one day wow. in that state. Wow. And he had to turn around and close the state again. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and the thing. And spread some of that more. Right. You know, some people would say, well, they got to prove what what you're getting ready to say. Now, it's got to be proven. But let's say you work at uh, Jewel Osco. Mm-hmm. It's already open, but just Jewel Osco. And you go to work because this idiot said everybody can go back to work now. You go in there and you catch the virus. You go home and get an attorney and sue Jewel Osco for everything they got because you got the virus or you gave it to your baby and the baby dies or whatever. Does he not think about that? So this place is not going to open, especially a ma and pa place. If something like that happened, then they're out of business. So you're, you're hurting the country economically more than you would if you do this 14-day thing. There's a restaurant chain in Texas right now that is open because uh, their governor... Greg Abbott opened the state up for restaurants to open up. Uh But this restaurant chain told their employees not to wear face masks. Oh, man. Not to wear them. Unbelievable. And matter of fact, told them, if you feel that you need to wear them, stay at home. Don't come to work. (laughs) Wow. It's it's people thinking like that. And, And I use this word. 
definitively, Wait. not insultingly. Yeah. They're just ignorant to what the thing is. They are ignorant. Ignorant means a lack of knowledge of some particular thing, and they 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 have to have a lack of knowledge of what this that gun virus will do. Curtis, what was the race of the people that worked there? Uh, mostly um, uh, Caucasian. Uh, and, uh, and they said, "Don't told them don't wear masks." Told them don't wear masks. Wow. Uh, they were part of the wait staff, uh, mm. uh, part of the service uh, service okay. industry staff. Mm. So you know, not only wow. might it uh, be a lawsuit or something, let's push away from the money that they're trying to open back up to get to, mm-hmm. which if they do and it infects, it's going to cost them more than if they do the 14 days. You can't spend a dime when you're dead. That was what I was getting ready to. Now, here you are. You went to work, and everybody really needs to get back. It's people, man, right now been out of work that might not get back to work on top of it, but they've been out of work for a couple of months. They don't have no money, man, but the only way to get back to where we can get to work is this shut it down until the thing is contained. But... uh you, boy, it's gamble, you, you, you're not going to know what you got until you test everybody. Mm-hmm. We don't have any testing. We don't have any avenues for testing. And if you test everybody in America, you know who got it, who don't have it, who has the antibodies to resist it, who's immune from it, and then you could do something. Yeah. Otherwise, right now, you're guessing. Yeah. yeah. You know, Every you, day. You like I was gonna say, you go to work and you come home and lo and behold, you've got the virus. But when you walked in the door you didn't know you had the virus and you grabbed both of your kids, the twins and, and the single daughter and the son and you, you kissed your wife or your husband and now they got it and one or two of them die. Is that worth this dollar bill? I know we need it. I know that. And the, the government should look at some way to get dollar bills to those who do not have it. Mm-hmm. Giving billions to banks is not the, the route. If you're going to give them billions, that's, that's so be it. But give billions down here to the ones that don't have it so that they can eat and stay nourished and don't have to go out into this that gum climate. This thing is not a joke. I know I sound all excited about it or whatever, but I'm just trying to get it across that this is a real thing. It is an enemy. We have lost more people here, like we said last week, to be redundant. We have lost more people in two months than we lost in a 20-year battle with the Vietnamese, Viet Cong, rather. And this is just a blind, can't can't find it anywhere enemy. The only way you, you find the thing is when it's inside of you. So, we're in a war. yeah, we're in a war. Yeah, we're in a war. And then our leader, or some people's leader, because he's not my leader and not my dad gum president, but the one that's in that position. 
is telling people, go back to work. Open up the country. Our money is at stake. Send your old lady back on the pole. Send some of them kids you got out here to work at McDonald's somewhere. Let them be the first ones to catch this gum thing. Now, I want you to listen to this tape, and you'll hear him in there saying that the people are opening up their states, and they should, meaning that how many more people die doesn't matter long as we got this money rolling. Mr. President, just to follow up on Jim's question, uh, with the doctor saying that there might be a recurrence of coronavirus in the fall, why? can you just explain why is now the time to wind down that task force? Well, because we can't keep our country closed for the next five years. You know, you could say there might be a recurrence, and there, there might be. And, you know, most doctors or some doctors say that it, it will happen, and it'll be a flame, and we're going to put the flame out. We've learned a lot. You know, we've learned a lot about the coronavirus. Uh, we've learned a lot about this hidden enemy. It's a, it's a dangerous enemy. It's a bad enemy. You see what it does, especially for people over a certain age. You know, I just want to finish a follow-up. If I understand you don't want to keep the country closed for five years, but don't you want your advisors to keep looking at this closely the way well, you they have? they are looking at it very closely. They are looking at it very closely. And, and I tell, I just said it today, I used the word for the first time, I think, in terms of what we're doing. I'm viewing our great citizens of this country to a certain extent and to a large extent as warriors. They're warriors. We can't keep our country closed. We have to open our country. Somebody said, oh, we could keep it for the next 18 months. We could keep it for the next two years. Doug Ducey's done an incredible job as the governor of Arizona. Uh, the people aren't going to accept it. They won't accept it, and they shouldn't accept it. We have a great country. We can't keep it closed. I mean, I've had doctors say, well, why don't we close it for a couple of years? This is the United States of America. I created, with a lot of other very talented people and the people of our country, the greatest economy in the history of, of the world, the greatest that we've ever had, the greatest employment numbers, the best numbers we've ever had, the best stock markets. I think we had 144 days of record stock markets. And then one day they said, we have to close our country. Well, now it's time to open it up. And you know what? The people of our country are warriors, and I'm looking at it. I'm not saying anything is perfect. And yes, will some people be affected? Yes. Will some people be affected badly? Yes. But we have to get our country open, and we have to get it open soon. This is Trump defending the notion of reopening the country amid new models showing that due to premature reopenings of states and businesses, the daily death toll will rise from 1,750 people per day to a staggering 3,000 deaths per day on June 1st. And new cases will rise from 25,000 per day to 200,000 cases per day. And so clearly, the Trump administration is taking the responsible step and increasing their effort. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't even finish that sentence. They're winding down the coronavirus task force. Seriously, amid news that our deaths are set to nearly double, the White House is moving to shut down the task force and replace it with, quote, something in a different form, which is Trump talk for having no plan in place whatsoever. And when he's confronted on that fact, Trump leans on this idea that he can't leave the country shut down for the next five years. Only no one is asking him to close it for five years. What we are asking is to keep it closed until at least we're not spiking in terms of new cases. Imagine if a fire department stopped putting out a fire at the height of its blaze and then complained, you can't expect us to fight this fire for five years. 
No one is asking for that. But maybe, at a bare minimum, you don't walk away while the place is completely engulfed in flames. Also, this won't be an issue in five years. We'll hopefully have a vaccine in one year. And he clearly knows that. He's just exaggerating because his priority is the economy. It's not human lives. It's not our health. It's not our safety. It is getting businesses going again because he has an election coming up in November. And if he doesn't have a thriving economy to point to, then he's got nothing. In other words, this is solely political and solely for his own benefit. By the way, nothing has changed. This has always been a political issue for Trump. That's why he opted to downplay the virus from the very beginning, in order to insulate the stock market. He wouldn't let a cruise ship with sick Americans aboard dock because he didn't, quote, want his numbers to go up. And so rather than taking the absolutely necessary steps to warn the American people, to advocate for social distancing earlier, to ensure that we had a nationwide testing infrastructure, he pretended that it was fake, called it the New Democrat hoax, said it was contained, pretended that cases would soon be down to zero, claimed that it would go away with the heat. He lied to protect himself, and in doing so, more than 70,000 Americans are dead. The crazy part is that in his desperation to err completely on the side of the economy and completely ignore the human toll, that will ultimately hurt the economy anyway. We're not going to get back to normal until people feel safe, and watching the number of cases and deaths surge because of relaxing restrictions isn't going to make anyone feel safe. It's going to make them feel like they're going to die. And so in his desperation to prop up the economy at the expense of everything else, Trump is only ensuring that it remains hobbled even longer. He goes on to admit that some people will be, quote, affected badly, which is quite the euphemism for die. Because rest assured, that's what that means. What he's saying, with no reservations whatsoever, is that sacrificing American citizens is a risk that Trump is willing to take in his desperation to get the economy back up before November. So if you're wondering whether the guy who was willing to get himself impeached over his re-election has learned anything since then, the answer is that not only is he willing to risk impeachment, he's now willing to risk hundreds of thousands of American lives lives also he can get reelected so he will continue to disregard the advice of public health experts that he never took into account he will continue to let cases rise and deaths mount and he will continue to paint a rosy picture of things that bear no resemblance to the reality of what's happening but you can't talk your way out of people dying and with over 70,000 deaths so far with more and more people in this country knowing someone who's been infected or even died Americans are finally beginning to realize that Trump's not interested in facing reality He's only interested in selling a fairy tale that'll help him get reelected. Dusty Radio, Harvey Chicago, a Future Vision Entertainment Station. One day, child, I won't have to listen to your lie. On that day, I'll be able to make up my own mind. You know, I think I done finally realized. Yes, I have. And now I think I can put you out of my life. I'm gonna be free. Yes, I am. Oh, Lord. I'm gonna be free, child. Oh, 
Forever lover, you know. Don't you remember? Well, after loving me, she said she couldn't love another. Is that what she said? Yeah, she said it. You keep dreaming. I don't believe it. No, the girl is mine. No, mine. She mine. Hello, this is Justin, and you're listening to the Voice Glamour Talent Show. Alright, that was Granny Call. Hey, Royce. I said, what so she you was said, waiting he, on me to acknowledge Granny that. said, the weather said, call that radio station down there and tell all of them, Donald, all of them down there that you mine. So uh, <laughs> I said, all right, Granny. She said, well, he in here singing to me now, so I got to get off the phone. All right, Granny. I said, have a, have a nice one. And I heard Willie, get in here. You mine, girl. So Donald, don't uh, she said that don't call her. Call him back, Royce, and and, and tell him I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Wag your name, go first when when she calls. I don't know, but you can call him back and tell him I agree. (laughs) Granny is yours, Willie. (laughs) And and unless you or Curtis go, it's gonna stay that way. Leave me out of it. (laughs) Well, we at your favorite part of the show, Royce. Pop quiz. 
cheater quiz, though. No, it's not it's cheating because I've been. Me and Curtis have been I, I've been watching you. Now, if you, and stuff all up if you just, do you? Uh-huh. Do you got some? Because I was watching your hands. I knew you knew it was coming. Okay, but then what's this camera doing under the Uh oh, wait a minute. Gotta watch it some kind of way. Big brother. <laughs> All right, Royce, here we go. You and Curtis. Then we'll see which one she, I mean, knows uh-huh. the most. <laughs> All right, this young man was born. And uh, wait a minute, hold on. Yeah, okay. This young man was born in this month in 1934, and he passed in 2000. Curtis got to take that one. I don't know. I have the right to an attorney. Do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I had the right to remain silent. Well, you can go but, ahead. But I also had the right to say it's Johnny Taylor. Oh. Yeah, you got that one right. You got it right? Yeah, you got oh, it right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now, this young man here, I guess Royce would try to take this one. He, he was born in this month in 1933, and he died un. Fortunately for everybody, in December, on the 25th day, which is Christmas Day in 2006. Well, the whole black world should know who that that is. Who that? This man had the fastest feet in the world. So many entertainers was trying to be like him. It's unbelievable. Mr. James Brown. You got him. All right. Now, this young man was born in February of 1945, and he passed in this month in 1981. He was a male vocalist, and he had a slight accent for some reason. Well, since Curtis did so well on the first one, I'm going to have to let him handle this one. Wait a minute. Let me put this up. <laughs> Put that thing out, Curtis. Oh, I'm, I'm getting in the mood. I'm getting in the mood. Pass, pass it over here. Bob Marley. <laughs> you got that right. We do that, as we said before, because those were entertainers. People of his, their caliber, whatever art they said they were doing, that's what they had to get out and do. If they were vocalists, they had to sing. If they were dancers, they had to dance. If they were poets, they had to get out and talk about something with some kind of dignity involved in it. And if they were musicians, they had to get out and play an instrument. The live performance was just like on the recordings. None of this stuff that you got now, synthesized, make it rain, spinning rims, yo mama this and all of that stuff. They were out there performing and your opinion, my opinion is they did a great job of all the, that they did. Those who I just mentioned, you may say different, but they actually did their performing. And what were they doing, Royce, that the Royce Glamour Show says? They had to keep their talent alive.
Jeff Johnson, and this portion of the Royce Glamour Talent Show with Royce and Donald is brought to you by... Sign Daddy is here with printing is cheap, so you don't despair. One stop shop for your printing needs. Copy banners to obituaries. Open seven days a week, come stop in. Tony Blair the Sign Daddy for the win. Located in Bronzeville, we are the best. Tony Blair the Sign Daddy, different from the rest. Give us a call today. 312-789-4888. Even offering same day service. That's 312-789-4888. Yeah, this Royce. OJ said, get the people what they want. I'm going to give you something to watch on cable channel 19 since we're in the house with nothing to do. For the month of May, every Thursday and Saturday, watch the Royce Glamour Talent Show talent of all kind on cable channel 19 for the month of may 12 noon at 12 noon singers poets dance group rappers and some of the finest models in the city of chicago and around and if you have talent give us a call at 773-734-2739 number one cleaners in the city of chicago that's blast cleaners and laundry mat they located at 7320 and 7322 South on Vincennes. You know what Granny said? If, if you want your clothes clean right, take them to Blast. Woo! <laughs> what a cleaners. What a cleaners. Hey, I got to go, man. I'm going to let Donald take over again because uh, they at the dough. Harold's chicken is at the dough. I'm coming. I got to go. I got to let Donald take over. Let me go get my wings. Hi, my name is Opal Staples. And I'm Angel Gray. And we love Harold's Chicken on 87th Street. That's 87th and the Dan Ryan, to be more exact. In normal times, if you're on the Dan Ryan and you exit at 87th, if you turn left or you turn right, they got you in one bite. Now they want you to turn to the west when you exit at 87th Street. You can go to 100 West 87th Street. But before you go, give them a call, 773-224-3314, and have your food ready because you can't go into the restaurants and, and stay around. you got to go and pick your stuff up and leave. So give them a call in advance for 100 West 87th Street at 773-224-3314. If you're having a hunger attack and see a vending machine next to you, check the logo and see if the vending machine logo says Healthy Natural Vending. If it does, that's a family-owned business. They've been in business for over eight years, and the product on that machine is fresh. If you're a business person looking for your own vending machines, give Angelo a call at Healthy Natural Vending. He'll bring your vending machines over and keep the product in your machine fresh. Also, for business persons, Andrew, uh, Angelo guarantees the highest commission in the industry. So give Angelo a call at Healthy Natural Vending at 773-407-2908. That's 773-407-2908. Just visit them on the website at www.healthysnacksil.com. That's www.healthysnacksil.com. Say oops upside your head. 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 Now on 
and you love that I want y'all to say this with me.
this is Kanisha, and you're listening to the Royce Glamour Talent Show. With so we got some more info. Curse, you had something to say, didn't you? Uh, yeah, let me find it right quick. I was uh, looking for, let's see what I got. Well, I'll, I'll find it. Go ahead, I'll find I, it. I was, that's what I'm saying. When I, I go in and then and, and, uh, when you find it, you just come on in with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to just give a quick little summation of, of what's going on here. Idiot wants you to go back to work. The virus has mutated, meaning that there is, is a stronger, more deadly, more contagious version of the original coronavirus. In the United States, we have a million two hundred and thirty seven thousand six hundred and thirty three people that have the virus. And of those, we have seventy two thousand two hundred and 71 families that have lost a loved one. That's in the United States. In the state of Illinois, there are 65,962 families that are disrupted because somebody has that virus. Mm -hmm. And of that 65,000, 2,838 families are just completely disrupted because they have lost a member of their family to it. This thing has to be contained. You need to stay in this social distancing uh, state of mind. Forget about what that idiot is saying. Don't forget he also said to drink bleach and inject yourself with Lysol. Curtis, what was it that you had, man? The lieutenant governor of the state of Texas, uh, Dan Patrick, basically told uh, Fox News, And he quotes, uh, this was in Vanity Fair, old people should volunteer to die Mm. to save the economy. Is he going first? Uh, We'll check on that. (laughs) But, yeah, the Uh, the lieutenant governor of the state of Texas, Dan Patrick, he basically said, in order to save the economy from the coronavirus, uh, uh, old people should volunteer to die. And I think one of the states that uh, got liberal with the uh, distancing, uh, social distancing practice, they have spiked in cases again because of the lack of the social distancing. So if you don't want to do that here in Illinois or whatever other state you're in that uh, you're practicing the social distancing, just continue to do it. Don't pay attention to that idiot. We need to stop this thing as quickly as we possibly can, then reopen up so we can try and figure out how to get some money back into the pockets of everybody that doesn't have any more and food and all of that stuff like that. Just distance yourself from everybody and let's try and get in control of this thing. That I should touch you. 
is L.J. Reynolds, and you're listening to Royce and Donald. Yeah, that's Royce. Had a ball as usual. Hey, don't forget tonight, before you close your eyes, ask the Lord to touch you. Hey, and try to keep those hearts right. And treat each other like you want to be treated. God bless you. Royce Glamour, next week. I want to wish everybody a happy Mother's Day come this Sunday, especially my mother, Samella Randall of Chicago. And she was in the garden doing all her uh, uh, gardening, and I had to help her by shoveling about 50 pounds of manure. Oh. But uh, that was her Mother's Day present, me shoving 50 pounds of manure. But happy Mama's Day, Mother, and all the mothers out there, God bless you. Ditto, Curtis. <laughs> Peace be on to you. King James Version of the Bible, John chapter 13, verse 33, 34, and 35. Until next Thursday, 3 o'clock. See you. Listening to the Worst Glamour Show with Worst Glamour and Donald Blair on Dusty Radio, a future vision entertainment station. The following program is brokered programming, and the contents therein are the responsibility of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of Dusty Radio, Future Vision Entertainment, its sponsors, and advertisers.
been around for me Even when I was bad You showed me right from my wrong Yes, you did And you took up for me when everyone was down to me You always did understand You gave me strength to go Chicago, a future vision entertainment station.